0: Welcome to the Tandem Talk Show, where we help women dial in their nutrition and fitness so that they can lose fat, tone up, and transform their lives. And now your host from Tandem Nutrition, Coach G. This is Garrett Surd, and he has an incredible nutrition company called Tandem. Am I saying that right? Nutrition yep and he has it's all online so what's super cool about him is he's a registered dietitian um, he's a fat loss expert he doesn't want to have that in the house um, he's a on you know he's a speaker he's a keynote speaker he travels the world he's a pancake addict so he can yes. even eat bad and still be healthy Well we're gonna learn about that um so we're so happy that you said yes to this and just I wanted I follow a lot of the things that you share and so I felt very aligned with the information and I I think it's so powerful to let others know yeah. because it's it's there's a lot of a uh, lot of junk out there a lot of news and people get confused and you know I hear it all the time and I know you do. So if you're that person just know you've got somebody <laughs> right here that actually knows what he's doing and I love a little bit um, I'll touch on your background on mine, but then I'd like for you to kind of maybe talk a little bit more about that. And then we'll just sure. um, start asking some questions and see what your answers might be. Okay. So um, I know that you you had a passion for kind of nutrition at a young age. Yes. 16. Yep. And um, during those years, you had some trials and tribulations yourself. But do you care to to share a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so when I was 16, I'm 34 now, when I was 16, I had an eating disorder, and just through time and through understanding that I had something to really work on and work through, um, I, you know, and especially knowing that I want to get through this hard time, I developed a really strong passion and love for nutrition and fitness, and that's when I became just obsessed with, like, nutrition and exercise, so I went to college, and became a dietitian and went to Nebraska for grad school. Then came to Indiana uh, to start a business and the business was Tandem Nutrition and I give all the credit to God because um, you know I'm not the smartest person in the world and he's put some really smart people in my path to help me know exactly how to run a business, to, to manage people, to lead people. So very thankful for those hard times because through those hard times I've learned, I've grown a lot and um, I've been able to help hopefully some people on the way as well.
0: I love your story well, and thank you for being so honest and because I believe in more so than ever with all the mental health concerns that um, others need to know they're not alone. I know yes. that an eating disorder, whether it be anorexic or bulimia and anything in between can um, you know play havoc in your head yeah. and create a lot of depression and anxiety and being able to say, hey, I was there and now I'm healthy. And yeah. when, for you being so vulnerable at age 16, How long was it till you felt like you were healthy and making your choices and not letting that be in your head all the time?
1: You know, it probably took me until. To know until I was twenty four, twenty five, 25 so around eight or ten years, which okay. I, I didn't see treatment or help I should have, um, especially if it continued on full blast, but that mindset that stays with you just lingered for like at least eight or ten, eight or 10 years and just through gaining more more muscle and, and learning more about nutrition, I finally was able to unplug those thoughts and having to be super lean and exercise all the time and I learned so much from my own journey and just having going through the education too of grad school in college i learned even more and that really helped me kind of escape from those thoughts and that mindset of that restrictive eating and all the long hours of cardio which now we've to our clients like hey you don't have to do long hours of cardio you don't have to and we don't it's not healthy to diet long term as well especially for women who are wanting to lose body fat you know it's it's important to make sure there's time spent not dieting you make sure you um you reset or you give your metabolism a break uh, to, to re- revive itself after those dieting periods.
0: I love that. Well, I, um, I just believe that where you, that healthy mindset is something and to know that it, you know, if somebody if listening in is struggling with the same, it might not be one year, it might be a lifetime, but it, you can make small choices and it might, there might be triggers and you just need to yeah. be aware of those what I do believe is that once you start to fuel your body with the right stuff mm-hmm. and you start to do the right exercises, that's going to be step one in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I love how you're—you have a team of people now, not just yes. yourself, because you've grown. And you're—you um, know—you just want to bring happiness into people's lives, and yes. that is what I do. So that Nasty. is why I thought you and I should do this because um, life's too short, yes. and why not? If we, there's so much to feeling your best of what that does to your serotonin levels. Mm. So if you're fueling your body with good things, you're going to feel good. If you're fueling your body, and guess what? We all go through those stages. So (laughs) I'm not perfect. I mean, I just came back on vacation, and I had my time, but I'm back in it, you know? So you just get right back in it. Um, So my little background is I moved from, um, I went to University of Kentucky, moved here. I started teaching fitness classes in college. And I never will forget, I went to audition and thought I would get it because I was young and I was 20. And I'm like, I'm going to go do it. I was breathless because I really didn't, I wasn't doing strength training. I was running and I thought all the people trying out for this audition I saw in the newspaper, that's how I'm dating myself. Um, I'm like, oh, I looked around. I'm like, I'm the young one. I've got this. They all outdid me because they were in shape. And that, that was like. Your story about you know having something that you're like okay I've got to figure this out so yes. I trained I weight trained I went and tried out three months later and I got the job and um, I moved here for a sales and marketing position because I was a uh, business major and okay. my first job um, was Pitney Bowes which I loved and at night I taught fitness at Bally Scandinavian which is at Keystone of the Crossing oh you're too young God. to know about that but <laughs> it was the lifetime or the L A of the t- of the back in the, you know that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I taught fitness there. I met my husband and uh, on our honeymoon decided I would quit my corporate job and open up a health club. So I was a health club owner in Geist and it was called The Firm. I had it for eight years. Okay. It was right there in the Marsh Plaza. I can't even say Marsh Plaza anymore because it's a <laughs> Marsh easier. But um, it was a wonderful experience. I think we held 60 fitness classes. We had a weight room, we had daycare, we had a hair salon, we had wow. retail. And I was 23, and um, thank the Lord. When we're talking about bring God into it. Yes. He was there to help me, and I had a very successful business. But I did start to feel the climate changing with all the store, you know, the places coming. And I was able yeah. to sell it. And I'm now a current boutique owner. In, um, so I personal trained after I sold it out of my home, as my kids were little, and as they are growing up, my business partner Ann White and I opened up a boutique in. I mean, in Carmel called AH Collection. So I've always had a heart for, um, I guess it came in college more, of really the strength training part. Um, my, I think my body changed from my college where I was barely doing it to after college and started personal training that I really realized the value of what strength training can do. Absolutely. It's amazing. It's my yes. favorite. So let's dig in. Because you're the expert, I'm just going to follow around. So we're going to do like a fun true and false kind of, you know, see what we think. If you guys guess these, as true or false. So um, women trying to build muscle and lose weight and um, need to weight train. Is that true or false?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true.
0: Okay. Are you listening, everyone? Those cardio freaks out there, which cardio is not bad, but let's listen up. Why is that?
1: So one of the special things about weight training that we can't get from you know, cardio is the, the impact it has on our muscle and also our, our bone health too. The, there's a very strong correlation between muscle and metabolism. And the more muscle mass we have, the faster our metabolism will will run. And And one of the biggest mistakes I see people make when they're trying to lose body weight is they'll drop calories too low too quickly. And, and while they may see a lot of weight loss, it's unfortunate that not all weight loss is fat loss. And so when we lose weight very, very quickly, there's a chance that we may lose muscle mass. And losing muscle mass is not good because, like I said, there's a tie between your muscle and your metabolic rate. So when we lose muscle mass, we lose the strength. Of our metabolism, and that's a big reason why people hit weight loss plateaus and have a hard time maintaining their weight loss after they've achieved their weight loss goals. So it's very, very important that women weight train between two and five days a week. They don't have to do barbell back squats and squats; those are great. But you know, doing what you enjoy, be consistent, and just making making sure it's in your routine every week can be so so impactful for your health and also for your fat loss journey as well.
0: I love it. I always say it's like making your body like a thermos, you know? It just is burning fat at rest more efficiently if you have more muscle than if you don't.
1: Yeah. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay,
0: okay. Um, so men and women should weight train totally completely different.
1: Oh, this is True such a great question.
0: False? False. True so the,
1: false. Yes, so the answer is false. The answer is false. Okay. <laughs> you know, when it comes to weight training, especially for women, the same basic principles apply, right? Compound movements, lifting between, you know, uh, hitting each muscle mass, each group between two and three times per week and there's no special exercises for women and special exercises for men and and in fact we again we use the same basic principles for our women here at Tandem that helps them with the goal so the goal of weight training is not to burn calories so a big mistake I see women make is going into weight training sessions thinking hey how many calories can I burn that's not the purpose of weight training the purpose of weight training is to make sure that you're progressing in challenge over time to gain muscle mass because you burn calories in fact 60% of the calories you burn each day is just through what we call your basal metabolic rate and that's from just doing nothing every day and so there's a special function and purpose of weight training and again it's very important that you stick to its purpose and also just stick to the general principles that are effective for muscle building.
0: I love that because I would think I would want to train different but it's like I don't want to be that bulky guy you know I want to have that long lean fight machine body not like you know I don't care as much how much I can lift I just want it to look lean so think you can still get that look no matter what what weight
1: you're lifting so um as, as far as weight i think it's relative to someone's maybe strength and body weight um we know that just through science that to, to a rep range that is most optimal for muscle gain is hitting in a you're using a load or a weight that's roughly 70 percent of your one rep max so you know, of you course you, you may not be like you know delting 500 pounds but doing deadlifts is important for You deadlifts are great for the glutes for the hamstrings for uh the back too and so the general exercises should roughly be the same and the intensity should again Roughly the same as well, but I think most of our women they focus more on the body parts and muscle groups that they want to really emphasize: the triceps, the arms, maybe the glutes. And guys, even myself, I don't really focus too much on that. Um, so that's really the only difference is you know, yeah. preference and exercise selection.
0: I love it. Well, Stacy was asking a question which happens to correlate. She says her son is fourteen. He works out every day. Is that too much? So this is for both men and women. Should they should train every day, not have a break? True or false? <coughs>
1: Yes. Yeah, so that is, that is false as well. It's very, so, so we know that working out actually breaks down muscle mass. So working out, you know, it kind of breaks down the muscle fibers and the only way for that to repair itself is through resting through. So rest days are so, so, so important. And we have our clients resting, you know, one, two, up to three days per week, maybe even sometimes four, because muscles aren't growing in the gym. They're growing in what you do after the gym, especially in the kitchen. And I saw that, I think Ann mentioned about um, protein. So that's awesome, And glad you mentioned that. Protein is so, so important for fat loss and to making sure that your muscles recover after a really tough weight training session.
0: Awesome. Okay, so um, I'd like to, I, just adding on to that before I go to the next, how, and I think this way too, so I like yes, I think that. So there's a lot of great clubs out there, like F45, which I've yes. done, Orange Theory, which I've done, and they're awesome. But I am amazed at the, that some come every single day. And guess what I see on their bodies? Bandage, knee bandage, like they're all wrapped up with all this. And I'm like, well, the theory of Orange Theory is to give yourself body rest. That's the theory if you read it so that your body can then rebuild and you get good results. But if you keep tearing down the muscle, it never can build, right? Because you're just right. doing it too much.
1: Yes, especially when it's really high impact um, high stress exercises. You have to give your body, your tendons, your joints, to reduce inflammation and to recover, just so you're not in constant pain from those tough
0: workouts. And then your next workout might be like stellar because you rested, right? Not exactly. Up. Yes. It'd be yes. better. Um, so I hear this a lot um, about women saying, "Gosh, you know." So I kind of do what you do. You're a registered dietitian. I'm helping just. People feel and look their best through adding in supplements to their healthy eating, Mm -hmm. and then they sometimes get so attached to like the scale and the number, and like, oh, I was down three pounds, but now today I'm up two. Oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. And I'm like, settle down. Like your body is not is going to have natural fluctuations. Is this true, and why is that?
1: Yes. So daily fluctuations in weight should be expected. They're completely normal. The reason why these fluctuations occur um, are for for quite a few reasons. Number one, the biggest one is there's just daily fluctuations in water content of the body. For example, let's say you worked out really hard the day before. Working out itself causes inflammation in the body, which is natural. Natural and helps the muscle building process. But inflammation causes water retention. And so if you worked out the day before, like you did, if you did a lower body workout, if you woke up heavier this morning, you know. A, a big reason for that is because of the fact that you know you have the inflammation happening but also let's say you had a really salty meal the night before you don't have to eat to maybe a Mexican restaurant or you uh, had yeah. a high yeah. carbohydrates. yes belly. yes so <laughs> but we know that carbs and sodium both pull in water into the muscles and you, you may store some more. Um, or even maybe maybe you're not sleeping too well. You had a really stressful day. Stress increases cortisol levels, and cortisol increases water retention. Also, another yes. big one, too, especially if you're increasing your protein intake, and especially if you're not having a high fiber intake, you know, irregular bowel patterns can also affect the scale. So that's you when know, having a, um, more than usual food in your gut could be impacting that and Another big one is just you know, the monthly cycles that occur. And, you know, we, we have our, our clients let us know when those cycles happen because we compare those averages from week to week. And that's a big reason why weight may fluctuate, too. So it's, it's important to know that, number one, weight your weight throughout the week, it will fluctuate between plus or minus one or three pounds. And so it's important to look at your weekly weight averages and not your day-to-day weigh-ins to tell if you're making progress because your way will go up and down throughout the week, and that's a that's a good way to stay frustrated if you are looking at that for you know whether or not you're making progress.
0: When you're coaching your clients, do you do you suggest they weigh themselves how often?
1: You know, it, I always give that. I, I it really all depends on the the relationship that our client has with the scale. We don't make our clients win every day. We have some clients who are like, listen, the scale is not my friend. I'm going to weigh in three days a week. That's perfect, right? We have some clients who weigh in every day. And so it really depends on you know how the client sees the scale and if they have a good mindset knowing that, hey, I'm not going to get upset if you know if I weigh in every day and if it doesn't go down, I'm going to be okay. If, if they're in that regard, like, hey, that's cool. You can weigh in yeah. every day. But we don't want them to feel defeated. Right. If they see it go up, couple pounds from the day before
0: amen okay so uh you know crunches if you do a lot of sit-ups and crunches then that's how you get rid of abdominal fat that's how you get around is that true or false
1: again false (laughs) yes the only way to get rid of belly fat or any so spot reduction is not is not a thing uh it's not possible to spot reduce body fat the only best way to get rid of belly fat and especially stubborn fat is just to make sure you're maintaining a calorie deficit and you're emphasizing protein. Protein is the most important macro for fat loss, and I know we'll chat about that. But, yeah, there's no shortcut to getting, like, a, a trim stomach. It's you just have to be consistent in a in a moderate calorie deficit.
0: Okay, so if you want to lose weight, then you need to track all your calories, true or false? <clears throat>
1: That's, that's false. Yeah. So that's one method of losing body fat, but there's a lot of other methods too. Like you can do a habit based approach to lose body fat. Now, tracking calories ensures that it's done on a very efficient way. It's kind of like using a GPS to get to an unknown destination. It gives you a clear guideline or roadmap on where to go, but it's certainly not required to lose, to lose body fat. Okay.
0: Well, this one I know is a favorite of mine and probably yours too. Um, Protein is the most important uh, macronutrient for helping you be optimal and losing weight and gaining muscle. True or false?
1: Yes, that's absolutely true. I'm so, so glad you brought this up. Your Protein is absolutely the most important macronutrient for fat loss. For the reasons you mentioned, not only because it helps to maintain muscle mass, but also because it helps you stay fuller longer as well. And we know that people who can maintain the calorie deficit because they can maintain a healthy calorie level, then that will help you stay consistent. And uh, protein is great for that. And I another big thing that I hear is a lot of people think that eating a lot of protein will make you bulky. And because of the difference in hormones, you know estrogen and testosterone, it would be you know, physiologically impossible for a woman to get bulky uh, from protein just because that testosterone, testosterone isn't present in a woman uh, at the degree that it would be in a male.
0: Okay. Okay. So how do you help determine how many grams of protein your mm-hmm. clients need?
1: There are a few... Factors that we have to take into account. The first one is you know their age because we know that there's something called anabolic resistance, which means that as we get older in age, that our body's ability to put that protein towards muscle building gets less. So we just need more protein to cover the area of building muscle mass and also how you're training. Someone who's who doesn't weight train at all needs a different amount of protein than someone who who is actually weight training because there's higher, higher protein. Turnover, so more muscle protein breakdown in those who are active than, this, than those who are not. And last thing is to also body fat percentage. So people with more muscle mass and less body fat need more protein than those who, um, uh, who, are, who maybe have higher body fat levels. And so typically, and just as a general range, I recommend to our clients between 0.6 and 0.8 grams per pound of body weight. And so maybe those who um, maybe have lower body fat levels around the 0.8 mark could be fine. You have some women at one gram per pound, but that's not too often. But what's most important is despite what science says is knowing like, what protein level can I realistically be consistent at? And if that's at 0.6 grams per pound, that's great, right? What That's more important than sticking to a number that science tells us is right for us.
0: So sometimes, it could be 70 grams to 150 grams, depending on the weight of the person. But I guess it just yeah. is very individualized. It is. And, um, I like also how you give good suggestions of how you can get some high protein solutions. So you have snack ideas and then you have meal ideas. And and we're not going to be able to get all that in, guys, in this uh, next five minutes. But I wanted just to get the overall idea to make sure we all know that it is so important to get enough protein. And of course, there's a lot of other macronutrients that we need and fiber being one of it. Somebody mentioned in our thread is so important and making sure you are regular in the bathroom. People don't like to talk about it, but I mean, that's the first question I ask. Like, you know, if you're not getting rid of this for four days, we got an issue. So um, the more you go to me, the better, but um, I don't know. It's each his own. But I just um, would love to hear some of your number one, you know, I'll just use me. I'm always busy. I'm on the go. I have a boutique. I'm a nutrition coach as well. I've got a team of 9,000 people. I'm traveling. How do I, how do you, what do you, what are some great, you know, things that you recommend for clients like me?
1: Yeah. So the first question i ask is like i first ask what types of protein foods that you enjoy and then i'll give you some i typically would name a few that maybe you may not listed but like i i'm a big fan of for example like protein like um greek yogurt would be a great source of protein um egg whites are great as well i I love protein pancakes i eat pancakes every single day i I don't buy the fancy ones
0: okay yes so (laughs) so
1: so, go ahead
0: i was wondering how you got your pancakes in your diet, but they're protein pancakes, so it makes sense.
1: Yeah, you know, and I don't buy the I don't buy the fancy kind all the time. The coyote cakes. I typically buy like the generic kind. But there's two things I do. I would add add egg white to the batter, and also uh, sometimes I'd add like a half scoop of protein inside the batter as well. Okay. And that helps me get 15, 20, 30 grams of protein just like that. But yeah, pancakes are great. Um, even like Dylan meat roll ups. Like when Mom used to make these uh, tortilla and they eat roll-ups, very handy. You know, if you're always on the go-to, uh, Flex Nutrition or other meal prep companies are great for that too. So just having meals ready to go at your fingertips are high in protein and low in calories. So those are great options for busy people as well. Even just like a protein shake, like um, having protein shakes on hand or in baggies could be important. It could be helpful too, especially when you're... Uh, and, and also another thing is I went to Meyer this past weekend and I love getting the, like to go uh, like cooked chickens. And that's a great way to have like protein for two or three days, and you don't have to cook it. So just making sure you're prepared, you're you're prepared for the week ahead with some protein options can be helpful to stay consistent and on track with hitting your protein goal.
0: I love that. And I will say, um, before I started to zone in on getting more of my macronutrients in, I was not eating bad. I just I I wasn't eating bad. I wasn't doing fast food. I wasn't doing sodas. I wasn't doing fried food. Um, but I wasn't eating enough. And that was my issue. Mm. I think there's a lot of people that, you know, like I with the snacker. Oh, some crackers and cheese. Oh, I'll have one yogurt. You know, and by the end of the day, I'm like, did I get any fruits and vegetables in? Did I, how much protein did I actually get? You know, I had a piece of turkey. Like, what is that? Two grams of protein for a slice. You know, so I like, um, what I can help with in this discussion is, you know, if you do decide to put in a supplement like a protein shake. We have them that offer twenty-four to thirty-six grams, undenatured whey, Mm. highest formula, no additives. I mean, there's a lot of junk in nutrition shakes too. You know, you got to read the labels on this. So, or third-party validated. We have a whole plant-based. So, do you have many of your customers who are that don't eat? You know, they're all plant. They don't eat meat or dairy.
1: Yeah, we have yeah we have quite quite a few clients who who don't eat any type of like milk products or uh, or or dairy, and so sometimes those types of you know powders are helpful especially in those cases are so helpful for them because it's just hard to get enough protein through like vegetables and through quinoa and through soy and so it, especially at restaurants. And so having types of protein powder like down the hand, it could be very effective and very helpful. Yeah. So those are some great suggestions, Holly. Thank you for mentioning that.
0: Well, I think you said, and this is where I get in trouble. So if I don't have something, like you don't set yourself up for success and then all you're left with is the bad stuff at home. <laughs> so that is where having some supplements can come because no matter what, like my kids say, mom, there's no groceries. I'm like, Hey, there's some protein shakes back there. It's better than nothing, you know? Yep. So. Yep. Um, I can't thank you enough. I want, can you kind of share if any listeners and we're going to, um, share some of these clips throughout the next, you know, couple of weeks, sure. um, you know, shorter and we'll kind of that, but how can they find out about you if you've intrigued somebody to kind of learn more about you?
1: Yeah. So we, we post every day on our Instagram page. Uh, just it's at tandem nutrition. So it's T A N D E M nutrition, or you can visit our website at tandemnutrition.com. And uh, Or just shoot me maybe an, an, an email at Garrett at as well. I love to serve and love to help people, especially if it helps them achieve their goals. So, yeah, thank you for allowing me to share those platforms with your audience. I
0: would totally follow him. He's got such great information. And um, I really have screenshotted some of your stuff before just to save it. And I just appreciate your time. And I love your zest for life and really having that passion to help others be their best self. Well, thank
1: you. Holly. It's been a pleasure. I can't wait to have you on our platform as well. All right.
0: Everyone have a blessed evening.
1: Bye everyone. Thank you, Holly. Thank
0: you. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Tandem Talk Show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.